Employment Connections is your locally owned and operated employment agency where one application equals many opportunities. Come visit our certified staffing professionals to see what we can do for you. Don't forget to ask about our referral and hire on bonuses. Keep that in mind, folks. One other guy one not going to play. Guy. One other guy not uh, going to play. There may starter. actually be two other they, guys. No, no, no. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if they'll be able to win without that other guy. Depends on who that other guy is. It's, it, it could be Carson Pretty risky. Have you heard about the Falcons other guy? There's no Falcon other guy. They don't have another guy? Well, that seems like a disadvantage. Should we start this segment over? <laughs> You're tuned to the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Our local voices are talking football to get you geared up for the weekend ahead. In this episode, the guys recap Spencer's win against Webster City, look ahead to MOC Floyd Valley, talk the big Iowa-Iowa State matchup, and run down the first weekend of NFL action. So sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Podcast number four of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cothran joined by TJ Murphy. This week... Mustangs, Mavs, throw out the record books, just like when Michigan and Ohio State get together. Throw them out. No. <laughs> no, the record book's pretty important. It's going to tell you a lot about that game going in. Throw them out, baby. Michigan, Ohio State. <laughs> the spreads are different. Let's just say that. That was Nate Shaughnessy, the CCE graduate, weighing in on this year's Maverick game. Uh, concerned again t- a little bit they might get mavericked again as you like to refer to it? Well, you know, last year we needed a little homecoming magic against, against Newell. Uh, didn't get it. Didn't get it. Uh, this year it's not homecoming, so I don't know what kind of magic you ask for. Harry Potter is out to lunch. He is not answering the call. <laughs> they might as well play Quidditch. They're going to rebuy on the Weasley brothers, and they're not getting much help there, I don't think. <laughs> I only know so many Harry Potter references. I didn't read the books. Folks. Sorry, man. That's the geek in me coming out with the <laughs> Harry Potter references. Anyway, let's not waste a lot of time on that. Probably more than we should have right now. Let's talk a little Spencer Tiger football. Tigers picking up their first win of the year on the road against a team that we thought was going to provide quite the challenge to them. Webster City, a perennial playoff power. Uh, district uh, contender on a regular basis, and the Tigers walk in there and uh, drop a uh, 28-14 victory on the uh, the links of Webster City, and they're lucky it wasn't worse. Let's just be let's be honest. 28-14, you you got away with one there. Your 14 points were off turnovers. We had another fumble inside our 10 yard line. Webster City's lucky it wasn't continuous clock. That's that's true. If you just give a team 14 points, though, you know that's on you a little bit. But uh, then we racked up uh, 400 yards after that, something like that. So that went okay. Yeah, whatever the problem was in the early going, they seemed to have taken care of that uh, immediately and got back on the... Just keeping the ball. Yeah, though, that makes a difference, especially when you've got... Although uh, when progress. Isaiah can just like take the first snap 68 yards to score... Um, and that, that helps. And that was one of the more impressive runs you'll see. He meets one of their linebackers, might have been their second team all state linebacker, lower gets his pad level low, runs right through the guy who has him wrapped up, and then before you know it, that linebacker's looking up and he's seeing thirty five. He could have ran to probably Storm Lake without getting touched from there on out. That it's was so much, impressive. It's so much easier to just put the ball in the hole in the first swing every time. Why don't we just do that every time? Well, the, and the funny thing about it is you hear that description of the play. Uh, you old-timers are thinking Earl Campbell, right? You're thinking, you know, this guy with massive thighs running over people, just mulling them down, <clears throat> Ironhead Hayward, guys like that. This is not – that is not the build of this young man. He, he is uh, probably 145, 150 maybe. State wrestler at 145. Yeah, so uh, you got to figure he's probably 150, maybe 155 this year. And uh, he is running not around guys, although he's got pretty decent speed. He decides he wants to. He looks for contact. I, I swear, if he had one guy to beat on the field, rather than try to run around them, he would try to run over them just to make a point. He's got your typical fullback there mentality, right? He just he looks for it, but he's also got the shiftiness to get away from those guys that are trying to hit him. So, Shaughnessy, this you'll like this one. Mm. Kind of looks a little bit like Warwick Dunn, hey. but he runs like Mike Allstott. See, I thought oh. you'd be in the Bucks fan. You oh, would that. like that. That that's for sure. Especially on that last run or the 68-yard run. He say I should say he really really ran over the dude like Mike Allstott. That's nice. I can't say I can't add anything to that. That's perfect. Uh, what a great analogy. <laughs> that's very seldom that you don't have anything to add to what TJ said. You know, sometimes he gets it right. 
Well, well, no, first time. We'll get to the gambling segment eventually. Yeah, we're going to get to that in that segment four. Stick around for that discussion. But uh, overall, you've got to be – the Tigers really, not as much as they in the first game, had they didn't have to go to the air. Uh, the running game really had it going on. I mean, uh, Spencer ran for over 200 yards of total offense. And, uh, uh, they they ran for like three hundred. Yeah, but he ran for over two by oh. himself. See, that's the tricky part yeah. about having a kid with the same name <laughs> as the town. <laughs> yeah, over- two eighteen for Isaiah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean that's impressive in and of itself. Coach Jim Ty weighing in on the team's victory. Well, I was really really pleased, you know, how we played, especially the second quarter on. Um, but we had to overcome adversity. It was a tough environment, a long bus ride. And uh, we kind of got down, you know. But I was really impressed how the kids—they didn't—they didn't let it bother them, you know. After they got fourteen nothing, we put together a long drive and uh, got it got on the board, got a stop, and then put another long drive. And we, we had that turnover, but we went into halftime, and I really felt we could win this game because we had done all the work, you know. And you look at the yards and so forth. They had really hadn't done anything offensively other than complete a long pass. And we gave them their second touchdown on a batted pass that was a pick six. So um, we had gone up and down the field, and I think the kids knew that. I didn't. I mean, I pointed out to them, but they were like, "Yeah, that's pretty obvious." Yes, and and so they uh, went out and then just took it to them. So that's a quite yeah, it's a quality opponent. They've been in, they were in the finals two years ago. Last year, I think they made it to the second round, and they've still got a lot of elements of those teams, you know, still on that field. So uh, it was a very good win. So, Coach Ty, like the rest of us, uh, happy with the big win, getting the Tigers in the W column this week. Uh, we'll After the uh, next uh, segment break, we'll be talking a little bit about the MOC Floyd Valley game. But a couple unique things. He did talk about, uh, you know, Spencer's amazing game, Isaiah Spencer's amazing game. There you go. Want to make, clarify that. It's something it's important. It's important. It, it is because it's a double meeting there, obviously. So I talked about his big game. Also, for Coach Ty, it was a unique experience because he got to go back to his childhood home and play for the first time. So uh, Coach Ty talked a little bit about that as well. Walking on that field, uh, I got a chill down my spine, you know, because my childhood, my favorite memories of my childhood took place there. You know, I, I was very fortunate. I could, I could help out, you know, starting in about second grade. I think I got to go to all the home games. And then in third grade, I got to go to the road games too. But I was the manager and you know, the ball boy and all those different things. I'd run out to get the tea. And and so it was very weird um, to be on the other sideline. Kind of, I would say once the game started, I, it, you didn't notice anything that different. But it was kind of neat, and it was really nice to have a lot of my family there. And uh, But like I said, those are those are my favorite memories uh, as a child. And and uh, so it was, I guess, I'm, I'm only human. I wanted us to play well. And... Uh, when it was 14 nothing, I'm like, well, not quite what I, you know, this is, this. but I'm really pleased how well we played both sides of the ball. And, you know, offensively, we had over 400 yards and, and to limit them, like I said, and Coach Hookfin and Coach Pierce and Coach Thompson did such a great job, you know, at the defense. And so it was a, it was a nice night. So, Coach Ty, an opportunity to go back to his childhood home. And come away with a W, which probably made it a little extra special for him. So, Nate, we can we can relate that to you, right? Every time you go to Maverick Field over there in Royal. Memorial he, Field. Maverick Field. Memorial Memorial, 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 Memorial Maverick don't, don't Field. Don't disrespect. Is there a lot of deaths on that me. field? Are we worshiping the dead? What happens over yeah, there? There's some flags out on the corner. Do you feel that way every time you cover a game there for the red and gold? Do you think back like, man, I used to not pay to go into these games? Well, I still don't pay to go in, so there's that. Uh, so it brings you back. I'm also now closer to the action than being in the pet band. Yeah, that's right. Pet band was undefeated, by the way. How about the team? Well, in your, when you were in school, they were okay, right? I don't, I don't like the way you frame that question. <laughs> they were okay. Yeah, couple, we made, we made couple the of dubs here and there. We'll they, they made the playoffs. Playoffs, heck yeah. That's like a four seed, whatever. Randy, I wanted to go back to this. Aside from the Hall of Famer here to my right, uh, the Clay Central Everly Hall of Famer here to my right, <coughs> I want to give a shout out the Spencer, uh, the Spencer wide receivers in that run blocking game. Mike Story, Kyle Maroney, Sam Baker. Hopefully he's going to be. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Went down with a little injury there. And Griffin Garnett. They really did a good job blocking on the perimeter, allowing those some of those Isaiah Spencer runs to go along, along some of those Gage Garnett runs to go there 
you have outside outstanding blocking on the outside. It really makes your offense go, especially this triple option. It really makes it uh, really makes it flow when you can have your receivers out there blocking and doing a great job. Well, and not only that, but you look at the interior line. As a matter of fact, I mean, you know, a guy doesn't go for 200 yards without blocking right. all over the field. I mean, you know, you you look at that, and it's it's typical of sports. We look at the guy who's making the the stats, the big name, and it's certainly a credit to his running ability. But you don't do that on your own. Barry Sanders, as great a running back as he was, is probably one of the only running backs in NFL history that I can actually say did it on his own. I was going to say, the rest I was of them, where you were going with that. Walter, well, Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, all these great names that you can pull from the past Oof. had amazing lines in front of them to open holes. Barry Sanders being the freak exception to that rule, uh, I don't know how that guy got out of some of the jams he did. But Isaiah has got to turn around and at the end of those runs come back and thank the blockers because they have done a phenomenal job for him the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, you got to go buy them all Rolex, right? Isn't that the way it works? Yeah, not not on a high school budget. I don't think you do. <laughs> and football, college football. budget maybe, not football. on a high school budget. Don't don't sell your autograph. <laughs> football guys like us and coaches, we know to thank those big uglies up front, right? We know it it goes with them, you know, stepping down, making their blocks, getting their getting out to the second level, getting linebackers, getting defensive backs, you know, carrying out fakes with your quarterbacks and your and your backs. So we we know cover, we know the the credit goes beyond just the running back itself, but you got you got to give shout out to those guys. I would like to point out since you brought up the receivers, Camaroni though comes up with that uh, big force fumble too to keep them from getting any momentum going in the first half well, after after our Kyle, third turnover, I think it was. So. Kyle Maroney, shout out to him. He had a heck of a game. He had another. He had a PBU. They tried a uh, they tried a flanker reverse pass later on in the game. He stays home with his receiver and he recovers in time to break that play up. So heck of a job there. And on Spencer's long run, he flattened a kid on the on the replay. It was great. He flattened a kid as Spencer's going right by for his long touchdown run. So Kyle Maroney, heck of a game there. And if you're gonna find a player a, a player of the game from that game, I don't know if you could. Well, that was the definition of a team win. Obviously, you look at the 200-yard stats plus, so you think that's automatically that's, yeah. that's the guy. But at the same time, that defense held the offense of Webster City for the first time in, what, almost 10 years under 100 yards rushing. So who do you credit with that victory? I mean, we had four turnovers and recovered and came away with 28 straight points. Chase Huff at his Mike linebacker spot was just all over the field. I don't think they'll want to see him again anytime soon. Well, you got to give that secondary credit, too, because you go into that game expecting, what, five pass attempts? You get over 20 for the first time in that coach's tenure with the school, and they just held their ground. They didn't have any trouble at all. Well, and you credit the line as well because uh, they kept that yardage down as, as well for the rushing. So, like we said, how do you pick a player in a game that's that – team oriented as far as the victory is concerned i could just say this we'll pick spencer dun 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 who am i talking about boo the guys in the gold helmets or the one running back i don't know well don't, we'll leave suspense is killing me. we'll leave that for the audience to decide we're going to take a break when we come back we'll be previewing the spencer moc game at dale norton field friday night Exact Eye Care of Spencer is a full-service optometric office and optical. With the latest technology, doctors Joni Brewer and Jessica Curran are able to provide comprehensive eye care. Their team of opticians provides nearly 40 years of combined experience in the eyewear field. From comprehensive eye exams to full-service optical, they have you covered. Most major insurance accepted. Exact Eye Care of Spencer, 712-262-3982. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. For over 40 years, Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing state-of-the-art orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Our physicians and staff are here to help you get back into the game by offering everything from sports medicine to total joint replacement, as well as hand and foot surgery. Visit us on the web at nwiabone.com. Whether you're out with the family or catching a game with the guys, the sports page has the food, drink, and televisions to make the evening for you. And don't miss out on our daily specials. Visit the sports page in South Spencer. Grab a seat. The game's on. Have a sick tree? Give the tree docs a call. We specialize in trees, disease management, and tree moving. Ruland Nurseries Tree Care, serving Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. Call us at 712-580-4868. Or search Ruland Nurseries Incorporated on Facebook. 
And welcome back. More SDR Triple Option Podcast coming at you. Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy. 91 more segments. No, my name's Nate Shaughnessy. No, it's 91 more segments. Oh, crap. Nate Shaughnessy, or Sean Nasty. We came up with that today. Hennessy. What is mm, That's right. Which one is it? Sha- which, one? which one would you prefer? No, Shag Nasty, I think, is the best one. Shag Nasty, that's okay. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Student section, we want to hear that chant. Oh, on man, Friday that'd be awesome. Night. Shag Nasty, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. There you go. Get the band going with it. There, oh, yeah. If you can get that going, you'll have a happy Nate on the sidelines. So. <laughs> and that's what we're about, a happy Nate. We, we do what well, we it's can. rare. We do what we can. All right, guys. Well, we got MOC so Floyd Valley coming into Dale Norton on Friday night. The Tigers hosting the Dutch. It's been a while since these two teams have hooked up. Uh, really, aside from watching the beating so far that MOC Floyd Valley has taken in their first two weeks, mm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to preview this. I mean, the Tigers, even in their loss in the opening week, looked pretty decent. Um, And then, of course, the big win against Webster City. So I'm not looking for a terribly competitive game Friday night, although every time you say that, you you, you know, you wind up. That's right. But it's not our job to be level-headed about this, right? See, I'm going to think like a coach here. First off, but I'm going to preface it with this. I just don't see the cheapskates. Having much luck here. I think they're going to have a, a really hard time. He's bringing it back. But I will preface it with this. Their last game against Lamar's, they lost 26 to nothing. Lamar's did not have any rushing yards that game. Their quarterback, minus 30 rushing yards. The rest of the team, I believe, about 40, 50 rushing yards. So they can stop the run. Now, I think Lamar's, they like to go probably a little more past, or maybe 50 50, and we are strictly yeah. run. So a team. They could, they could stop Lamar's. Approach to but the they do they do know how to at least somewhat stop the run, so that is something we'll have to put up with. I don't think we'll throw the ball 23 times and we'll rush for more yards than Lamar's did, but it is something. And you look here at their stats. Junior running back Graham Mayrose, 18 carries, 160 yards, 9 yards a pop, not too terrible. Um, Gage Fisher, 23 carries, 98 yards, which isn't much compared to our running back, but that's 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 them and that's this is us, so... It won't, it won't be as easy as you guys think. I'm just going to say that. All right, so keep an eye on Graham Mayrose. He's the only guy to score points for him this year. He got loose on a run, and he got loose on a catch in week one against Western Christian. They still lost 37-13. to 13. Identify that guy. Yeah, he's the one you look for. And then, uh, you know, just wait until the story starts getting interceptions or whatever. I don't know. Well, they're so, the quarterback. Sorry, Randy. No good. Colton Corver, 11 of 27, is not great. 188 yards, so 11 completions, 188 yards. A lot of those were probably to Mayrose, like you just said. Four touchdowns, only one interception. So he's taking care of the ball, making good decisions with it. So four uh, touchdowns, he, he, that can't be He threw be right. two interceptions last week. Well, that says four touchdowns. They only got 13 total points, so I think Quick Stats was lying to TJ me. TJ has bit. bad stats. No, that's Quick Stats. I wrote it right off there. That can't <laughs> be right. But well, I know. I wrote that. You this can't is live. This okay. is live. Okay, now here's, here's <laughs> fine. So here's what we know about MOC Floyd Valley. We know they like wooden shoes. According to TJ earlier this year, we know they're listening to the podcast because it's free. True story. Cheap we skates. know that. We know there's a guy on their team who likes to get loose, and then they are pretty good at stopping the runs. So, <laughs> the runs. So oh, I, li- oh. I like it. So what I mean, what are we saying about MOC Floyd Valley? It's a Pepto Bismol. It's an anti-diarrheal. What do we got going on here? You, you might want some before you watch the game. T- Tulip Festival, underrated festival. Okay, here's my question. Then. I think it's an appropriately rated Gentlemen. festival. Underrated. Bump 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 bump. Do we throw out? Ch- do we cheer. throw out a challenge then to the Tigers to get the running clock going uh, shortly after the second half begins? No, I'm I'm doing coach speak here. Win the game by one, it does not matter. I'm going coach speak. Do the little things. Do your job. Get this thing done. Just win the game. I, I think I think a shutout is a, it should be a good goal, because we gave Webster City 14 points last week, right? And we have to think Webster City is a little more dangerous than MOC Floyd Valley. I think a shutout is within the realm of possibility. That's what I'd be looking for if I was one of coach. I don't know if I don't know if they're more dangerous. They get loose and they give you the runs. I mean, that's those are the two things that I would be a little concerned this, about. This is great. We went into this season thinking Randy had to be the adult. Yeah. Was, now look at episode four of the SDR Triple Option podcast. Look at this is his uh, kid's side. I love it. Making poop jokes. 
Me and Nate are now the adults up here. You're welcome there, Randy. It's all right. My inner kid is breaking loose here with all the <laughs> bathroom humor and the fart jokes that are uh, just waiting <gasps> around the corner. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, we, pretty. I think we're pretty strong in the favor of the Tigers. Well, and you even go back to the Spirit Lake game. Seven other points off kickoff return. Seven other points off a really long pass, which was kind of misplayed by our guys. Yeah, tough play to stop, especially yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, got, let's stop giving up the big pass play. Yeah, guy yeah. got third, third in state last year, but in the hundred yeah, meter dash, did it again against Western City. Is what I'm saying. That was, you know, his first playoff, the turnover, and just quarterback put it right in the box. Actually, pretty good coverage. Our safety kind of cheated up a little bit. Defensive back had pretty good coverage. Just, just a really good throw. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap, and they're, t- they're. Their points last week, I mean, bad luck at, off a of bad luck interception and off of a turnover. So, defense playing really well. Well, Coach Ty's got a little few thoughts about uh, Friday night's game against MLC Floyd Valley. Here's what uh, Coach Ty had to say. Uh, yeah, we, I think the last time we played him was 2011, and we lost kind of a wild game over there. We tried a field goal with three seconds left, and it just went wide left. And it was an exciting game. But, you know, they've always got athletes, um, and, and they're just uh, – kind of hard-nosed kids, at least in all those years we played them. When we watch them on film, they're very big. Uh, they got some real big linemen. They do have a lot of guys playing both ways. So you automatically think, well, maybe you can kind of wear them down a little bit. But um, they're not bad. I mean, yeah, they got beat 27 to nothing, but they do some good things, and they, they played very t- uh, tight with Western Christian the previous week. So uh, we'll have to play well. We have to utilize what we do, our be- do best and use- utilize our speed, and I think we have more speed. But, you know, you can't always tell on film about that either. So, um, but they do some things well. Um, but they, they did struggle last week. It's Coach Ty and the boys ready for going. Nate, you've got a interesting little notation there where you're talking earlier well, about the yards allowed for the run. I mean, they don't stop all the runs. They did give up 114 to Cole Hobbin from Western Christian week one on just 10 carries. So Isaiah Spencer is going. That dog going to hunt. Come on, Dutch, get better stopping the runs. Come on now. Well, not, not this week. Okay, let, after this week, get better stopping the runs. Let the runs continue this week. You know, Coach Ty. Yeah, and then win all your games. Help the RBI. Yeah, Coach Ty did not make one poop joke. Well, then, he hasn't been listening. Dude's a pro. That's a pro, and we are not pro. Oh, well, we are, but we decided earlier by definition we are pros. That's right, compensated. Yeah, but well, that's, that's, that's another argument. By comparison, are we like third-string punters? That'd be, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, so we're so certainly not Cake Salton. No. No, not at all. If I can bring up, if I can say Cake Salton once per podcast, I'm going to be pretty happy about it. And you were happy with the fans. The, oh, the yeah, the fans did do a good job. Uh, AD, Taylor Chapman, put up a video of them losing their minds. Let's, uh, let's go. Was, Keep it going. Good. A lot of, lot, of, lot of people made the trip trip there. And for the, for the fans that made it, life was not a pitch. <laughs> there you go. Working that in again, too. <laughs> All right. I'll give him that one. There we, go. We, there we go. Knuckles going back and forth between these two guys. Okay, hey, other games this week. Uh, of course, the one big one I think we're talking about, I think you guys agree, Class 2A. Uh, West Lion traveling to Boyden Hole Rock Valley. Now, you uh, guys took a dump on my uh, Nighthawks earlier this year when you both picked West Sioux to humiliate them, which they did not humiliate do. Them. They did not do, I point out. Uh, so this week, of course, you're both going to, I'm sure, gang up and take West Lyon. Oh, yeah, since you threw yeah, in the take, a dump, the take a dump reference, yeah, West Lyon will take a dump on them. Oh, yeah, let's go, West Lyon, big old uh, wildcat dump on a Nighthawk. Yeah. Probably All full right. of berries and corn and everything else that wildcats eat to be my Nighthawks guess. will be flying high. Guarantee you, when it's a bird or it's a wildcat, the wildcat's on the ground, the bird's in the air. Guess who's dumping on who? So I, th- I tell you what, this is oh, man. another Nighthawk victory in that 2A showdown. <sighs> man. Yeah. So that's, of course, the big one. Um, I like that look, West Sioux, Sioux Center game, too, right below it on our sheet here. That should be pretty solid, too, right? Yeah. I, of course, West that, Sioux did bounce back from week one. Yes, Central yeah, Line, I think they Still a very dangerous team. Them. Yes. Ranked fifth, I think, in 1A, 2A. And that, of course, on the road at Sioux Center in a uh, uh, big game there. Class uh, 1A. And then uh, Class A looking down there, Sioux Central taking on a road trip over to Akron Westfield. So they're basically almost playing in South Dakota uh, on that one because that's a long haul across the way there. That might be their first uh, somewhat legitimate test of the season so far. Akron pretty much runs their entire offense through the quarterback every year. They just pick their best athlete, put him back there, run a lot of QB powers and rollouts and passes and whatnot. They've had some exciting games in the past, um, but... 
Sioux Central seems like a pretty complete squad this year going into that one compared to Akron, statistically speaking. Alta Aurelia, South O'Brien might not be too bad. That Alta Aurelia squad went down to Storm Lake last week, a game they requested, lost 13-6. to I think from what I saw, Alta Aurelia had a really late turnover as they, they were did. driving they in. They did. Storm Lake also had like three first-half turnovers oh. to keep it close. Um, so not not the prettiest football getting played down there. Randy, real quick, we need to find a uh, a toilet bowl game. We last week we had uh, Siblio Chi and Okaboji. Where's our toilet bowl game? Let's... Yeah, I'm kind of scanning that right now, looking for that pick. I would probably say, and not because of both oh, teams involved, I, I would say Hartley Melvin and Siblio. Because Hartley should, I mean, nothing against Hartley. They're a good team. Oh, absolutely. But what they're going to do is simply cheating. Yeah, but if we're doing a toilet bowl, they, they both have to be stinky, right? Uh, well, I suppose. That's and HMS a, almost beat a really good Estreville okay, team. Okay, so on what the are you looking week. at? I'm looking at North Union MMCRU. Ooh, winner, chicken dinner. That's pretty money. Pretty rough. All right, well, we'll go with that. MMCRU got rolled by whoever. In week Real two, quick, Class 3A, interested to see. Sioux City East at Sergeant Bluff. Heelan took it to Sioux City East week one. And then Hull Western's at uh, Bishop Heelan this week. Should be a couple of interesting scores there. We've also got Denison taken on Council Bluff's Thomas Jefferson. Hot off a score in 99 points. Ooh, so uh, Good call. We'll good see, call. see how many points they score against Denison and whether or not that means anything at all for the rest of us. We need 9981 by the way. Well, we're going to see Denison later this season. So, well, I mean, we'll take particular interest also a little interest in the Humboldt and Storm Lake game as we're going to face both of those teams here uh, in a couple weeks. Actually, Humboldt the week after we get uh, ready dispatching MOC Floyd Valley in the runs. So, hey you. Hey now. There you go. <laughs> Just went for it. Murphy. Thanks, TJ, for making it worse. Okay, very <laughs> good. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll be talking about the Iowa-Iowa State Showdown this weekend at Kinnick. Go Hawks. Stop in at Brown's Shoe Fit. We have a shoe for every occasion, whether you're looking for a shoe to run in, work in, or just something casual. Every day we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown's Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer. Hy-V is excited to sponsor the debut season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-V for all your tailgating needs this season. That's Hy-V on Grand Avenue in Spencer. The flooring specialists at Mr. B's give their educated advice to help each customer find their perfect flooring. At Mr. B's Flooring, there is always an exceptional selection of flooring products and you can be sure that your visit is friendly and personal. Free estimates, delivery, and installation services available. Call 712-580-4400. Make a tire or auto repair appointment today. Graham Tire of Spencer proudly serves Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. We feature tires that fit your needs and budget from top quality brands. We also pride ourselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Let us earn your business. Call Graham Tire today, 712-262-3700. Hey, more SDR Triple Option Podcast coming at you. Randy Cawthorn, TJ Murphy, Nate Shaughnessy. We turn our attention to the Iowa-Iowa State matchup this week at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, both teams, well, looking pretty good coming into the season. A lot of returning starters and uh, key players for Iowa State. The same thing uh, we're seeing with the Hawkeyes. So I think big expectations for both programs. Iowa getting to showcase a little bit of that against Northern Illinois last Saturday. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that game first before we talk about the matchup with the Tigers and the Cyclones. Tigers? Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. Sorry, Hawkeyes. guys. I'm still in, the, still in the first two segments. So, Hawkeyes. Uh, that's fine. Yep. Hawkeyes and Cyclones this coming week. Um, well, yeah. You start last week with the Hawkeyes. It's all about that defense, especially that D-line. Well, I mean, let's be fair here. How did that game start out? We get the ball. Three and out. Immediately. Punt blocked punt. But how, how about the defense responding? They'll hold them to a field goal, which they gaffed. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, Northern so that's Illinois awesome. has got a terrible kicker. I don't know who that guy is. Bad job, him. He's on here somewhere. I don't know. But don't care. Good job of the Hawkeyes bending. Well, not even bending. They pretty much just stiffened yeah. up right there. Like, yeah, you're not moving. That NAU offense is not good. Uh, the, the, the Hawkeye defense, I think, is pretty good. Uh, but Iowa State is a much tougher test than NIU. You look back at last year, we came off of beating Josh Allen 24-3 in week one and still gave up like 42 to Iowa State in week two. So uh, yeah. the defense looked good, not a great opponent. A little more, well. Oh, oh, oh 
another important thing that was TJ Murphy's Stone Cold Lock Pick of the Week of the Century of that day, and he got it wrong. And in the first half, I looked like a genius, and then Ferentz, I don't know, he uh, must have referenced his inner space jam. I, I think got a re- bunch of water and the, uh, the at <laughs> halftime. A lot of the what was it the special sauce or what? Special stuff. <laughs> It was just water, guys. You did it all yourself. Um, no, it's special some stuff. Special stuff. Must have uh, must have done something in that second half. It was a different ball club. Thirty to nothing, or well, thirty to seven. They put I guess. Torn Young on the field in the yeah, second half. That's that what dude, happened. That dude is a bull. And I think Ivory Kelly Martin might sit out this game. From what I've, he got hurt. I think fourth quarter on a run, so he might uh, he might miss this one, which kind of stinks. You lose your uh, your scat back there. The uh, the lightning and the thunder and lightning duo there. Oh, you got Mackay Sargent. You looked good. And the the line will actually be there. I do have to say that uh, at one point they had to put both the Paulson twins out there from Moville, and I actually covered them when they were juniors in high school against Alto Aurelia, Woodbury Central. Game. So they were huge. The Paulson boys being from Woodbury Central. Cole mm-hmm. Banwert was out there from Algona. So three of the five linemen at one point, all from what, an hour and change from here. Yeah, That's kind of cool. There was an all-Iowa defensive line for like the first time under Kirk Ferentz reign as well. And A.J. Epinesa is from like over the border in Illinois. Can we uh, can we count him? Just like Noah Fan, he's from Omaha. That's all right. He didn't start. I, I guarantee Noah Fan would rather be from Iowa. That's why he. Uh, that's well, why he shunned that school out west and decided to come here. He found his way. Yeah. Yes, he did. And with Iowa, both starting offensive tackles come back. Both starting. Uh, I don't know if they're both starting defensive tackles, but definitely in the rotation on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So the big sure. horses are still in the barn and in how that about regard. Parker Hesse, by the way. Dude just They just makes put him all over the place. He played D tackle, D end, and linebacker in that game. People have people have wanted him to go for years. All he does is to show up and just makes plays. He's just an old, gritty, tough white kid yeah, people, from Iowa. People pushing for Epinesa to start. Well, how do you pull Hesse out of the game? You don't. You, you can't do it. Well, and I was, all get opportunities. I was well. on the road actually listening to it on the radio, and mm-hmm. that name kept coming up over and over and over again. Shout out Gary Dolphin. Interesting, yeah. interesting thing about Parker Hesse. He. Iowa State game three years ago, he got his debut. Drew Ott went out that game with an injured elbow. Oh, so right. Parker Essie had to step in and just, you know, as a true, I think a true freshman, just kind of, just kind of uh, thrown out there to the wolves, so to speak. But they ended up playing pretty well that game, and he's had a really good career since then. That's right. He's a quality player. Do we have to talk about Iowa State? Well, we're going to have to here in a second. But I just, is it Nate Stanley's sixth year? Did I hear that? No, he's a true junior. A junior. Oh, who was it? I was true hearing junior. one of some player. We're going to bring back uh, Nathan Chandler. Ooh, about his please 15th don't. year. Please don't. Ah, he made a few plays. He had been really good uh, right tackle. I preferred his brother. Six, seven. Oh, Scott Chandler, yeah. Scott Chandler's <laughs> an elite Iowa tight end. Played Had a, more than a cup of coffee in the NFL. Darn tootin'. He had to survive in Buffalo, for goodness sake. What's wrong with Buffalo? It's cold. Well, ask the, Jim Kelly. The benefit the Hawkeyes had is that they, at least they got a little playing time in last week. Uh, the other hand, on the other hand, the Iowa State game got called after about a two and a half hour delay for weather, which I actually happened to be in Ames at that time. I wasn't at the game, but uh, the weather was hideous. I was sitting in a Texas Roadhouse for. Waiting, hopefully, for the weather to pass, which it did not. Uh, Clearly. Sitting to stay there, but we were uh, grabbing a bite to eat, hoping the weather was going to go by, and it was horrible, dudes. I I tell you, it's the worst weather I've ever driven in, and we had to drive down to Ottumwa, and that lightning was going off, and it was so bright at times, you actually couldn't see for about two or three seconds because you were just so blinded by it because it was, like, right in front of you. So I know the conditions down there were horrible, and they had to have been bad for them to have finally called the game. I mean, and just surrender, this isn't going to happen tonight, because it wasn't moving. So at Texas Roadhouse, how many uh, how many things of the free peanuts did you go through? I, I can't eat peanuts because of my present health condition. Oh, but, uh, that's right. But my kids uh, generally do, and uh, yeah, the, the, the nice uh, warm uh, buns, and we're not even going to take that anywhere but where it belongs. You just got you just got to love Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. But anyway, cinnamon I, butter. I think that I think that favors Iowa. You make a lot of improvements from game 1 to game 2. You get a lot of on the job training. Iowa State's not going to get that. They have to start the season on the road at Kinnick. That's a huge advantage for Iowa. Now, Iowa State, they'll be ready to hit somebody, but we got we got a game under our belt. That's huge for us. The tricky part is you also don't have film of Iowa State. You don't really know what they're going to try to do to score on you. Got to figure. You got four plays to look at. You got to look out. Yeah, you got to look out for David Montgomery, and then you don't really know for sure. Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, apparently we got all the Wisconsin fans mad, too, because Kirk said David Montgomery might be the best back Iowa sees all year, and I, which I think is a totally fair statement. Oh, that absolutely. guy is the truth. Um, Jonathan Taylor, though. Yeah, but if any day you can make Wisconsin fans upset, that's a good day, right? Hopefully we make them upset here at the end of September. They come in for uh, for a kickoff and hopefully end, end up with an L. That'd be okay, too. I would think... In regards to that, now you should be able to look at their last year film. Should be their offense should be pretty much the same. Maybe a new wrinkle here and there, but the players it's, won't be. But offense should still be about the same. Yeah, but when you take Lazard out of the formula, what that team had, that there's a lot of offense to account for and attention to spread around. So, you know, every every year's a new year. You don't know 100 mm-hmm. percent what's going to happen. Should be a lot of the same plays, but yeah, personnel definitely different. Well, and like I said, it's a good matchup. I think what little Iowa State got to play last week, they looked pretty good. I mean, South Dakota State coming in, obviously not a Division One school. However, the uh, easiest payday in South Dakota State history, I'd have to say. Huh? Yeah, for sure, getting out of there in four, four yeah. plays. But nine minutes, not so bad. Feel sorry for Brandon Snyder transferring from Iowa to South Dakota State. Gets a chance to play against Iowa State. Gets four or five plays, and then unfortunately had to had to head back. Here's, That's unfortunate. Here's who I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for the fans who drove over from South Dakota State, mm. bought a ticket to the game, sat there, got rained on, and then wound up having to either go home because they didn't get a hotel room because they figured they'd just drive back that night. <laughs> I'd petition the athletic department for some travel costs in that situation. I'd be like, you guys made a million dollars or whatever Iowa State had to pay them to come play. I, I want some compensation. There you go. Iowa State fans could have been like Nebraska fans, just sitting out there in the storm like, we don't care. We want to sit here. We love Nebraska. One week into the Scott Frost era, and you still can't beat Akron. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Nebraska. We'll be national champions in three years. You say that, Nebraska fans, with both of your teeth. That's great. (laughs) Nebraska fans. Yeah, I remember back in 95 when you won the national title, too. We all do. It's 2018. I don't. I was like four. Yeah, I was like nine. I really don't care. Remember it's either. I don't irrelevant. care or remember. Wasn't this millennium? Nope. Okay, moving on. Uh, so, uh, any predictions for uh, Iowa Iowa State? In words of Clubber Lang, pain. Iowa's a four-point favorite, right? Correct. Yeah. Over under forty-seven. Ooh, that's probably the most interesting bet. That is tough. Actually, four. I think I would. I would lean Iowa. I'd bet Iowa. I think Iowa will cover. Giving up four. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll. Yeah. I think they'll win by more than four. But that that over under is tricky. I gotta lean under. I liked what I saw of our defense, but I also saw that's kind of what I thought last year. Yeah, I know. Shut down Josh Allen. Whatever that was, got scored combined in yeah, that game. Forty four, forty one in overtime. Had to watch that out of a trailer at the Clay County Fairgrounds after doing the uh, food contest. That was a that's always a, was fun, a fun thing. OT. Find a place to watch that game on the fairgrounds because it's such a mixed bag of fans. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's just Every, everybody was polite enough yeah polite enough is a good way to put it i like this year it's a four o'clock kick gives everyone a chance to get their things done during the day then you can go to a, a, a gathering or whatever and watch the game last year was 11 o'clock that game should never be 11 o'clock that's true hey guys you know what's coming up tj's top five absolutely nfl opening week and we will have that after the break don't let your honeydew list keep you from a weekend of football Play some offense and let Nelson Jewelry game plan her perfect gift in your budget. We make jewelry buying easy and painless so you can get back to the game. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. Do you think car payments have gotten out of reach for you to get a new car? Have you considered leasing? Typically, lease payments are considerably less than conventional loans. Check us out. We are Dom Pearson Ford at DomPearsonFord.net or give us a call at 712 262 5759. The Average Joe, a hair salon for men on the go. Let Lisa have you looking your best today. Be sure to stop in on Wednesdays and receive $2 off your haircut. Look for The Average Joe at its new location in South Spencer at 603 South Grand Avenue. Walk-ins welcome or schedule an appointment at 712-580-3356. The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men. Southern Archery has been Spencer's go-to outdoor outfitter for more than 40 years. We carry the largest selection of handguns and long guns in the area and can help prepare you for the fall hunting season with new guns and bows or repairs to your existing equipment. Visit Southern Archery in South Spencer today. 
Hey, we're back with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy. 89 more segments. And Nate Shaughnessy. 89 more segments. Thank you, Nate. Well, okay, say it already. <laughs> oh, you can say it too. That's fine. Yeah. We're just reiterating Yay. the importance that there's 89 more segments. I'm important too. Yeah. We and should Nate, we should bring in the LeBron James. Yay. After that. That sound drop. That would be awesome. If we had it, but we don't, so we can't do it. We could just have you do it and say, this is LeBron James. Say, okay, well then, your mustache is crooked. Okay, and that would be Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> All right, we're going to... Let's talk Very a little productive. NFL football opening weekend this weekend. we got a slate of some pretty good games coming up, and uh, we're going to get to T.J. Murphy's picks here in just a minute. Oh. We're going to make him wait a little longer. We want to keep oh. the anticipation going. What a letdown. And, uh, I'm going to get a hot pretzel. I want to talk about a couple of the games on here as it gets started. Obviously, first game uh, Thursday night this week. They opened with the Thursday. Probably one of the rare good Thursday night games of the season because usually they got a turd floating around on there. Uh, I don't know why they schedule them, especially. Yeah, week one, they usually try to bring in somebody. See, last year was Kansas City at New England. That was a really good game. Kansas City. Great game. Beat yeah. by Welcome to the league, Kareem. 17, I think. And Tyreek Hill broke out that game, too. Yeah, great first game. What did they do the rest of the season, is my point. Oh, uh, yeah. So, once again, Good Atlanta uh, traveling to Philadelphia to take on the world champions. Uh, so, I think that's a good week one showdown between a couple of teams that are, you know, high expectations for the coming season. We'll get a chance to see uh, what sounds like Foles has been named the qu- starting quarterback over Wentz in uh, Philly. They made that announcement. So e- that's Eagles have a lot of injuries for this game, too. Alshon Jeffrey, Timmy Jernigan, big D tackle, is not going to play either. Don't remember one other guy as a starter is not going to play either. But oh, Keep that in mind, folks. One other guy one not going to play. Guy. One other guy not <laughs> going to play. There may starter. actually be two other they, guys. No, no, no. Just I, don't know, I don't know if they'll be able to win without that <laughs> other guy. Depends on who that other guy is. It's, it, it could be Carson Pretty Wentz. Risky. Have you heard about the Falcons other guy? There's no Falcon other guy. They don't have another guy? Well, that seems like a disadvantage. Should we start this segment over? <laughs> <laughs> I say we jump into gambling. I like talking about. Okay, you want to? All right, we want to do TJ's picks now. We could do yeah. TJ. There is no real format here, so basically, we want to talk about TJ's picks, and all right. we'll, I'll turn it over. Nate, you want to announce this? TJ's top five, brought to you by Hobos in Mascara. Game number one. We just talked about it. Atlanta at Philadelphia. Thank you, creepy ESPN voice guy, Nate Shaughnessy. No problem. This game, Philadelphia by two, over under 45. I like the under, baby. Everything I just mentioned. Philadelphia, that place is going to be jacked. The defense for the Philadelphia Eagles, really good. Don't see them putting up a lot of points. Atlanta's defense kind of underrated. Don't see a lot of scoring in this game. I'll go Atlanta 17-13, under 45 for that one. Game number two, creepy ESPN voice guy. Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Giants. Jags by three. I like the Giants getting those three points. Jacksonville on the road, I don't think they're the same team, especially the defense they were at home. Jimmy G was able to carve them up last year, as you well know, Randy being a 49ers fan. I like Eli Manning to do that, getting Odell Beckham back, getting my boy Saquon Barkley back. I like the Giants in this one. Upset, 20-17. to 17. Creepy ESPN voice guy. Just, just as an aside, I don't know if the Jags are going to be able to score any points with that receiving core. All right, game number three, Houston Texans at the New England Patriots. Patriots by six and a half. Give me the Texans getting those six and a half points. And listen, these teams played last year. About week four of the season, Houston almost went in there and won. They lost by a point. This year, Deshaun Watson coming off the injury still had still has some games under his belts. New England's kind of a mess right now. You see, we've all seen everything that's going on with them in the off season. Give me the Texans getting those six and a half points. I'm gonna say New England wins a close one, 35-34. Game four, creepy ESPN guy. The Los Angeles Rams at the Oakland Raiders. Randy, do you wanna? Step out and get a pretzel for this one. No, because it's a Monday night game. It's the Monday night second game of the doubleheader. There's a reason. So I will be in bed for this game. I'm not staying. Yeah, I'm not staying. Randy, how about you? I'll be. I'll be playing Madden with it on another TV. If I'm going to be totally honest. Come on. You should play the game on Madden and then have it going in real life. Madden bullet while it's happening. Yep. Anyway, Rams by four. I love that, Randy. I think the Rams are going to go up there and smoke you. This Rams team, with all the offseason additions they had, they had a really good team before that. Your Raiders, you just traded Khalil Mack. 
Why? Randy. What? 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 Why? I, I listen. I have no idea. I love John Gruden. I was so excited to hear he was coming back to the Raiders. This the trading of Khalil Mack. Now, obviously, you got two for round first round draft picks. They could be good. They could be nothing. We don't know. There's, what, there's a good Khalil chance Mack. they don't turn into Khalil Mack. Well, Khalil in the NFL. There's a really good chance they don't NFL turn into Khalil sack Mack. leader for the last three years. Yeah. I, Com- combined, not per season. Ray, I think Rams going to go up there and smoke you, even in the Coliseum, even in the black hole. I'll take Rams 31-14. Final game, creepy ESPN guy. The Dallas Cowboys Carolina Panthers. Carolina by three. I love it. I'm going to take the Panthers at home, only having to cover a field goal. Dallas, have they called us to be their wide receivers yet? I mean, who are they throwing the ball to? I do have Alan Hearn stashed on my bench in both leagues. Well, they're not calling you. You can't catch a cold. We found that on a promo I'm day. Five you foot can't six. catch anything. There are a lot of reasons I'm not an NFL wide receiver. Cole Beasley's 5'7", can catch anything. He's a little faster than me. <laughs> a lot faster. I bet his hands are twice the size, too. I got typist hands. Not real impressed with Carolina either. Their receiver core doesn't impress me. Devin Funches being their number one. They get Greg Olson back. I think that defense will be jacked up. I don't know what Dallas is doing on either side of the ball, really. Give me the Panthers, 23-10, to 10, and that is the TJ Top 5 of the week. Book it. Go to Vegas. Get on a plane now. Is Travis Frederick playing? I think he's out with that one guy. <laughs> he's not a one guy. That he's one like guy? the best center in the league. I think he's out. Or maybe it's Zach Martin. Zach Martin's got a Zach Martin's got to play. He's got a knee, but I Travis Frederick's out. I will say, if the Cowboys have any question marks along their offensive line, that is—I mean—that's the lifeblood. That's what they got. Good Zeke's, luck. The, Zeke's nice and all, but like, Luke, good, good luck with Luke Keekley with a bad offensive line. <laughs> the real defense, the real, the real telltale story here Lee. for all of this is the other guy being out of the game. I wish I remembered who that other guy was. Was it uh, Will Ferrell? Mark Wahlberg? No, it wasn't. It, w- it was not. No? No. It wasn't that uh, Eagles punter they made a movie after either. It wasn't him. I have no idea what you're talking that, about. I didn't see the movie, but it was about this punter who like was a garbage man, and he became a punter. It wasn't Rocky Balboa. Uh, invincible. It wasn't Apollo Creed. No, he was a special teams player. He wasn't a punter. I uh, thought he was a Joseph, punter. Joe Papali, wasn't it? He was a, that's a true Vince, story. Vince, Vince Papali. Papali. That's why it's invincible. Well, but it's not Rudy. We can't talk about Rudy in this building because Joe Hopper, one of our writers, had a really negative encounter with the real life Rudy here when he was visiting in town. So he gets still don't know the he, full story. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a it's very traumatic to it. That, Two that sides to every story. Two sides to every story. We gotta to be fair. We gotta call Rudy. We'll and invite, find out what really we'll invite Rudy on the podcast to tell his side of the story. Maybe Willie Rolfe can get a hold of Rudy. Do like Willie Rolfe. Follow us at SDR Triple Option on Twitter. There you go. Everybody should do that. They should subscribe so it just comes to you when it drops. NFL Hall of Famers, what are you doing? Follow Willie Rolfe's lead. Follow us. We give great insight like Spencer likes to run the ball. That's that, right. That where is five-star intel. Where else can you get that information? That, that, that's great. And, and especially on Thursday. That's a, ga- a day ahead of the game. You have a whole day to contemplate what Spencer's game is going to look like Friday night because we're laying it out for you right here. Everything. It's everything you could ever need. What is this show about, Nate? It's about guys being dudes, being fellas, being bros, talking some football. There you go. Why would you not want to follow this? Where are you at, Randall McDaniel? Dan Deardorff talking to you, buddy. Come on. You know who I don't want to follow me? Uh, Women. Stranger people. Excuse me? The other guy? I was going to say Le'Veon Bell. I just wanted to bring it up. I'm mad at Le'Veon Bell. I drafted him number two overall in our work league. And this jerk isn't showing up to work. Who has, who has James Conner? Not me. Okay. Is he drafted? No. You might want to look no, into no, that. He's not there. I already checked. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. Two but. league did two leagues last night. Got Julian Edelman stashed on the bench in both of them. So speaking of Saturday, Randy, I was at a fantasy football draft. Started at nine. Got over at a fresh one a.m. Oh my. Auction? You started at nine p.m. 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 Okay, I was, was it say. auction? Uh, no, it was just with a bunch of drunk guys who have the attention span about of a pig. Well, get yourself a little sand timer. And... It wouldn't have worked. I even said, like, hey, we need a shot clock. So I actually drove home, and we had a really nasty thunderstorm here. So I kind of, uh, I can kind of relate what you were saying there. So on top, I have a headache from this 18-round, 12-player draft that took for freaking ever. 
Oh, the downside to fantasy football. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I do not look forward to that day. I have fun. I have a few pops with the boys. Have some fruit. Have some food. It's fun. We you have some fruit? You guys just hand around fruit plates? What do you do? No, I said food. Oh, I thought you said fruit. No, it's exclusively oh, fruit. Do I look like I eat fruit? Apples, fruit? apples and caramel dip. I do. Oh. That's it. That's all he's doing. Peanut butter? He's got that. Ooh. Apple, I would eat that. that. I would dip. love right. that. That'd be that tasty. Dip. All right. What is that, a milk? It's, it's depreciating into a, a food show now. We're going to start talking. The food. SDR Food Podcast. No better medium to, dis- than Who's to that one talk brought- about food than a podcast. Who's yeah. that one brought to you by, Nate? The Food Podcast. Uh, shame. <laughs> shame. So, every love, week... No creepy ESPN guy. He loves you, too. <laughs> he loves everyone. All right. On behalf of Nate Shaughnessy and TJ Murphy, we want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank Justin Thomas who does all the hard work of editing out this show. And, and there's the, a lot to edit out, everybody. Things, Trust yeah. us. That's, all yep. the things you don't hear. So, And thanks, of course, to all our sponsors and all you listeners. A great opportunity to go out and subscribe so this thing will drop on your uh, feeds, whatever, social media outlets, so you'll know when the podcast comes every week on Thursdays. And, of course, come out and support the Tigers this week at Mosey Floyd Valley in, in town at uh, Dale Norton Field, join the crazies. Let's get wild and get the Tigers their second win of the season. Boo the cheapskates. Make sure whoever does tickets, make sure they pay. Make sure they pay their $5 entry fee. Oh. Is someone going to close this out? or is it? A, is it a, we're just, just going to leave him hanging done. out here. I was done. We're with, done now. With we'll his see socially everybody. irresponsible thoughts. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is sponsored by Ruland Nursery and Tree Dock, Mr. B's Flooring, Graham Tire, Employment Connections, Exact Eye Care, Nelson Jewelry, Brown's Shoe Fit, Southern Archery and Gun, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Don Pearson Ford, The Sports Page Grill and Bar, and Hy-Vee. Thank you for listening to the SDR Triple Option Podcast. We will be back next week as the Tiger season rolls along. Check in on the Hawkeyes and Cyclones and keep tabs on the NFL. Follow us on Facebook.com backslash SDR Triple Option and on Twitter at SDR Triple Option. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.